0: And welcome to The Ultimate Audio Bang, Rock Paper Shotgun's fortnightly podcast where we keep you updated on all things online shooters. I'm Ed Thorne and today I'm joined once again by Imogen, who knows her news and the best practices when it comes to flash banging a room. Uh, and just a disclaimer, we're recording this a little bit early as I'm off on holiday next week. But anyway, Imogen, how's it going?
1: Yes, all right. I, I- I could be happier, Um, you know, since moving to my uh, my new house, uh, there has been nothing but rain and I have a lovely garden now that I cannot sit in and it's meant to be the wettest May on record compared to last year when May was really hot and I lived in a tiny one bed flat with no access to the outdoors. So things could be better.
0: God. That's very, uh, that's very heavy stuff, Imogen. To, to keep De- off, I'm up, going on, for a <laughs>
1: deep start on this one. Look.
0: <laughs> no, but is the, is the garden um, sort of barbecue, there's potential for a barbecue there? Oh, actually? absolutely.
1: Yeah. That's why I'm most disappointed. Like I just, I just want a nice barbecue. That's the dream, the British dream.
0: I wish I had a garden I could barbecue in. If I look outside my house, it's just kind of other gardens and my lack of one. It's, it's it's very sad actually. I can sort of stand outside on the concrete and sort of stare at a fence. That's the best I can do here. Um
1: How about how about when you go on holiday? You got any any nice outdoor time?
0: Yeah. Um there's a garden. Uh and my dad's quite sort of big into gardening, as is my mum. So there's sort of there's actual plant activity and life Ooh. out there. So I can kind of stand and um not really contribute to any of any of the gardening. I can sort of just stand there with a coffee and, and look at them and be like, Yeah, those are there's some nice plants, uh, <laughs> photosynthesizing, whatever they do.
1: That's the best sort of garden, the one that you can look at, enjoy and not have to deal with yourself.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm I'm looking forward to going home. it will be really nice just to kind of chill, not have to really look after myself too much. Just let myself go, turn into a real <laughs> kind of, you know, <laughs> slob. And at some point I'll be visiting Bristol as well, which is Super nice. Mm. Uh, I love a bit of Bristol. Went to uni there. Good times. Um, and that was where, funnily enough, sort of looping back smoothly to FPSs. Um, that was where I first started playing Counter-Strike, all things. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, got really into it there uh, and just... Just started, almost started training in Counter Strike. I'd like do aim training exercises and all sorts, and it just became a bit too much.
1: Damn, um, were you on like a, a team? You're like a competitive team?
0: No, <laughs> the sad thing is, like, I wasn't even part of a team. <laughs> I just play with like a housemate, and we just we we take it quite seriously. Actually, we'd be in like opposite rooms, just like making call outs and you know <laughs> clicking away. Um, yeah, no team, no serious pro ambitions. Um I think that's why I stopped in the end. I was like, you know what? I'm putting all this time and effort in and there is well, there's no real point to this. I could be <laughs> doing I could be doing work or standing in gardens. There's still time.
1: There's still time to go pro.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe now's now's my time. Um maybe in Valorant or something.
1: Yeah. We can we can make a competitive Valorant team. Nice rock paper shotgun supported Valorant team.
0: (laughs) I think our viewers hopefully, well our viewers, I mean our listeners will hopefully uh, carry us to victory. Of course. So as we all know, the world of online shooters never stops turning. And in this segment, Imogen will take us through what's going on in Newsland this week.
1: So uh, seeing as we're recording this a little bit early, we might well miss a few things that have uh, sort of happened in the week that this podcast goes up. But we're going to talk about some of the bigger stuff that has happened um, over the kind of last fortnight or so. Um, so the, the the biggest thing, I think, is the Overwatch 2 news. There was a big live stream that Blizzard did um, and they talked a bit about the new PvP bits and pieces coming in the sequel Uh, And the kind of the biggest part of that is that the teams going forward will be 5v5 rather than 6v6 uh, and they're dropping a tank from each side. So normally in Overwatch, they have role queue now. So it means that when you like play quick play or competitive, you queue up for either a DPS character, um, a tank or a support character. And so there's two of each of those. uh, And then in Overwatch 2, there will be two damage, uh, two support, and just the one tank, which I'm actually quite sad about because I'm a tank main. I-, I love playing tanks and I will not have a tank friend anymore in Overwatch 2. It's very sad.
0: Yeah, that's um a sort of look at this news. And I don't... It's dreadful, but I don't really... Uh, are people sad about this? Like, I know you're sad about this, but I like professional players. How have they taken the news or, you know, the wider community?
1: Yeah, so I think there are... There are some worries in the professional scene, obviously because uh, at the moment there are there is space for two of each kind of role, and there are pros that are specifically tank main like pros like that's that's their job and that's what they're good at yeah, um these people like tend to be generally really good overwatch in all roles anyway, but. They are hired on to their specific teams at the moment as tanks. So I suppose what will happen will be they'll end up being um, sort of subs, or they'll have to um, adapt their their pro play and, and take on another role, which is kind of sad, really. Like there's so much fun to be had playing tank, and there's so many good combos you can have. Like I've seen a lot of memes about Reinhardt and Zarya being split up. Uh, they're <laughs> like the they're they're the the big the big duo
0: i um, I remember like loving uh Azaria Winston combination. I used mm-hmm. to love that back in the day. We could kind of put the Azaria you can sort of put this bubble on another player and if that player then takes damage it charges up Zarya's ultimate ability yeah um and I loved putting a bubble on Winston who's this big ape who kind of just jumps into battle with this laser gun um and you kind of put a bubble on him he'll jump in and it would just be like a really good fun combo mm. um both kind of getting stronger off diving in um which is what I quite like doing in the game I didn't really like <laughs> sitting back too much I quite like just throwing myself into battle it was a big one uh, of those boy. are you I'm one of those yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm too, I'm too. <laughs> I was gonna say do you hate me for that or? absolutely
1: not no I love playing um I play a lot of, I used to play a lot of D.Va, actually, and I played a lot of aggressive D.Va. I would charge straight in, lose fucking feed my tank, feed my, my mech, lose that immediately.
0: God, Diva players, like those which which would just fly at you and they'd they'd absorb <laughs> all your like stuff. Yeah, steve has got this ability where she can kind of just soak up bullets for like, what, two, three seconds or something? Yeah, like a few seconds. And it's just, it was a nightmare. She just, out of nowhere, she could like absorb your ultimate or something. You'd be like, what? Where, where did you come from? Um, but yeah, 5v5, that is, um, that's an interesting one. I feel like, uh, I don't know, maybe it'll end up being a really good thing for the game. But right yeah, now. Yeah, I, th- I actually yeah. think
1: it is a healthy change. Um, like, sort of, despite my reservations about, you know, the, the pro scene and me personally not having a tank friend, uh, I think that it will probably help with queue times um, because tank is the least played role. Uh, so it kind oh. of makes sense to to chop one out um, if that would help. Because, um, yeah, people pretty much prefer damage and support characters, which uh, I understand, but I just love playing a tank. And I think as well because they want to make these tanks more like aggressive brawler type characters i think it works well for players like you and me who like to dive in and you know and, and have a bit of a, a fight ourselves because they will be more tuned to that um so it yeah. might well make the tank roll a bit more fun overall as well um so yeah i think i think a healthy change if just one that will take some real getting used to
0: yeah for sure i as I was wonder if it was kind of motivated. Well, I'm sure it would have been motivated by the fact you could just have two big tanks and it would almost like slow down matches. They're like yes. a real kind of war of attrition between these two big, you know, monsters at the front or whatever. And it would take forever to take them out. And yeah, I guess with one tank now, hopefully the pace of matches will be a bit, a, a bit not faster, but I don't know. It may feel like less two brick walls colliding um, <laughs> moving forwards, which would be nice.
1: Yeah, um, and that was another thing as well. They said about sort of changing down to the 5v5 is that it's just easier to keep track of um, sort of nine other players on in a match than it is to keep track of 11 other players in a match, which is, which is fair, you know. Um, especially as a support character, you kind of have to be really conscious of where everybody is at all times so you can heal all your teammates and also not be murdered by the enemy team. Um, So yeah, just kind of being able to better track where everybody is, because there's just fewer people. Kind of another nice change there, but yeah, we'll have to see.
0: You sort of wonder if it'll inform uh, their tank design, sort of moving moving forwards Mm. as Overwatch 2 develops. Like, they'll probably be, oh, well, now the game is 5v5, we've got to design our tanks well, I guess they're they're doing it they're doing brawlers now anyway, really aren't they? So yeah. um, they'll be less tanky and more fighty is there Is there any more overwatch news
1: um yeah there's so as well as um the five v five thing in that we saw a few new maps, um which was nice uh they showed off uh, Monte Carlo, which is a new um escort map, I think, so one of the ones where you have to to stand next to a payload as it goes around the map. Um, and it's a really nice map. It had some really cool like verticality to it. Um, and something you, you sort of notice about the new maps for Overwatch 2 is that because they are dropping a tank, they are filling the maps out a little bit more with like cars and obstacles and things like that because you need more things to hide behind, which makes the maps feel a little bit more alive, if that makes sense. like okay. They look a bit fuller and a bit more, I don't know, nicer in general. It's a bit more
0: sort of set dressing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I assume they've got to kind of balance that with, I don't want to get my players stuck behind a billion cars yes. and ledges <laughs> and things, right? Um, I'm sure, I, I guess, like, characters in Overwatch are quite mobile anyway, so that's not really that much of a problem. It's not like Counter-Strike where uh, geometry is really important here. I don't know.
1: Yeah, when Overwatch is so fast, it's more about having little, little bits and pieces to duck behind rather than, you know, you're never really taking cover or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I've not seen too many of these new Overwatch maps, but what I have seen. Do they do look great? They've got that Blizzard polish, which you oh, all yeah. know and love. Um, and I like the little robot that pushes the payload. Now that's very oh,
1: he's great. His name is I think his name is Two. His name is T W O.
0: That's very cute. Actually, he's
1: adorable.
0: And it sort of makes a big difference, actually, because. I like watching the robot push the thing as opposed to just standing next to a, a moving cart that kind of just has zero personality.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I also those so push is that's the new mode that the that, that two will be in. Um and they look hectic. They are basically team depth matches because it's it's like a payload, basically, but you mm. but both teams are trying to push it in a direction rather than one being attacking and one being defending. So it's just when they showed a bit of footage of it, it's just everybody everywhere all the time, and it I looked really fun. Like I, I think it's going to be a lot to like get your head around. But <laughs> I
0: still sort of feel like that's what Overwatch is at its best as well, when it is just absolute chaos. Oh, yeah.
1: Like when you're watching a pro match, and it's just like I play this game a lot, and even I don't know what's going on right now. Like just just so much on the screen.
0: Yeah, and I sort of feel like uh, Overwatch was at least for me, the best when I was like back against the wall trying to prevent one team from taking a point. Mm. And it was just, I don't know, 20 straight minutes of just uh, the overtime, like bar almost, at, you know, filling or whatever. And oh, it was, yeah, very stressful.
1: It is stressful. It's chaotic and tiring, but it's fun. Like it's just good fun.
0: Yeah. I sort of hope that they balance this push thing well. So it isn't just to, again, almost two brick walls colliding for a while and the robot is just moving back and forth constantly and sure. doesn't really get anywhere. I'm sure, again, they figured that out, right?
1: Yeah, you know, but that's my only, like, sort of, what you said there is my only concern with Push, I think, in that because you're always, you're constantly contesting, I'm concerned that these matches will just go on forever because it's it's about, because it is like a death match, you need to kill these people um, to get them off of the uh, off of the robot, off of the push robot um, and like if that doesn't happen, if it ends up just being like constant overtime I don't know, I can see them dragging on but you know, I think it's it's also what this kind of, the 5v5 style suits better, you know, it's very brawly, it's very very in your face, very everybody trying to um, get in there at the same time, so yeah I, yeah.
0: I still wonder if maybe they'll balance it by having the robot move faster or something as the timer ticks down, maybe. That'd be kind of an interesting yeah, thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but I guess, yeah, with the 5v5 changes now, hopefully matches won't be so... Um, they won't be too stally. It'll be quite, yeah. you know, so... Yeah, we'll see. See how it goes. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, so uh, elsewhere in Overwatch news, um, Blizzard have actually said that they are set to announce a large new feature for Overwatch 1 soon, which is interesting because, you know, Overwatch 1 hasn't really had any new things for like a year. Over, it must be over a year now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it feels like, yeah, literal decades that year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's kind of cool, but it's it's a new feature, right? So it's it could be anything i don't really know we can probably rule out characters in that because of the wording they've said feature this came from a reddit ama um from the game director uh, aaron keller um he said it would be this large feature would be announced somewhere in the time frame between soon and really soon which you oh, know wow. for blizzard that could be from a week to like maybe three years you know uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I I have I have a few thoughts on what it might be like maybe it's crossplay because that's something that Overwatch still doesn't really have. Um maybe like a new 5v5 mode to get people to to sort of try that out before Overwatch 2 comes out. Like uh, yeah. I don't know it's it's at this point I'm not sure what large feature would be beneficial for Overwatch one.
0: I think your point about maybe the 5v5 is really interesting actually. It mm-hmm. would sit it would make sense for them to add uh a mode or or something which would test the waters for overwatch 2 um and maybe get some excitement going for overwatch 2 like before it sort of transitions over um yeah i i love this i love this wording (laughs) just somewhere in the time frame between soon and really soon is just just perfect i Mm -hmm. want every announcement just to just to have that now. Next
1: time one of the Alices asks me to do a post and they want it done, I'll be like, well, I'll have that sorted for you somewhere in the time frame between soon and really soon. Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what sits in between the time frame of soon and really soon. It's, uh, it's brilliant stuff. Um, I, I again, I, I don't know what I, what I want from Overwatch 1 as a new big feature. It feels like I've been so sort of switched off from Overwatch 1 that them suddenly announcing something big is kind of almost woken me up I'm like oh okay yeah. all right i've sort of totally lost touch with this game but you know maybe this could bring me back Pro- probably not though i don't know it just depends
1: on what it is because it's a feature it could like literally be anything
0: yeah i who, who knows if it's just it, it better be something big like a, a big mode or i don't know um, you sort of mentioned in the article a new pinging system as well, which could be kind of cool. Yeah,
1: so they've said that they're working on a pinging system for uh, for Overwatch Two, but that's that's in development internally still. Um, they've said so. I feel like it might be a little bit early for that to come out. Um, mm. But you never know. Maybe that's just they've that, that could just be a, a throw off the scent kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and. They would have been. I feel like they would have been more specific if it was like we're working on a hero rework or something. It feels like it's more of a sweeping change. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I wonder if maybe it is. It is tanks being being changed in some way to prep people for Overwatch Two. Who knows? I'm intrigued though. I, I I want a reason to jump back in, and this might be it. Who knows?
1: Yeah, and you never know, this might have already been announced by the time this podcast episode goes up. And so if that does happen, wow, that's cool. cool. <laughs> oh, Ooh. Dan, I'm not sure about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <we'll, laughs> Just to cover all you know, the bases Yeah, <laughs> we, every base is covered. So, whoa. <laughs> God, who would have thought that happened?
1: <laughs> um, right, next up in the news, we've got uh, Apex Sessions. Um, so we talked about the new Arenas mode, the new permanent 3B3 Uh, mode that's coming alongside the Battle Royale uh, in the last podcast Um, and we also talked about how it kind of sucks when people leave those matches um, when they've lost a few rounds and they just abandon because they're boring and don't believe in themselves Uh, but now Apex will now punish people if you leave an arena's match early so that's good
0: Good, that's very good stuff actually, that's that's quite sort of quick quick off the mark as well to add that in, the fact that we are talking about it and yeah, they've just stuck it in. Um obviously reacting to the community very nicely if you like that. Of course. Um do we know what the punishment is?
1: Yeah, so it's the same as if you leave um a ranked match. Uh, so if you leave a ranked, battle, a ranked battle royale match, you are um like barred from entering another match for about 10 minutes. Um, okay. So and if you do it I think if you do it more consistently, the time penalty increases as well um so uh, so that's kind of that's good you know it stops people from it's 10 minutes isn't a a lot of time but if you're a repeat offender it you know it can grate on you
0: Um, yeah and 10 minutes when you just like i i remember i don't know in in other games like valorant or something my computer is like disconnected whilst i'm in a queue yeah and then i've just got to wait like 10 minutes i have just got to watch this timer tick down it is actually agony um Just even if ten minutes doesn't seem like a long time, it really can if you just really want to get in a game. (laughs) So yeah, definitely. um, Yeah, I'm into this. Um, It's it's good stuff, and hopefully there will be less people now leaving. Um, Yeah. Have you noticed any changes in? Have you played any since?
1: Um, So I've not played a lot of arenas this week, um, actually. So I haven't really seen any changes in it yet. But um, but I imagine it will deter. A bit of yeah. that kind of behavior, which would be nice. Um, so it's you're only punished if you're, I think, the first person to leave that match. Um, so if you're, uh, if there's only two people left, like in the squad, because somebody has uh, abandoned you, um, you won't be punished for then leaving that match afterwards, which I think is kind of a weird one. Like, hmm. Because, like, that's fair enough. You know, someone has left, you're not expected to then win loads of 2v3s or 1v3s. Um, but I don't know, it kind of, it's it's a hard line, I suppose, to to get right on that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Is there like a rejoin system or something? Obviously, when people purposefully leave, like... You know, then they're probably not going to rejoin, but
1: that's the problem. Um, I think with Apex is that there isn't really rejoiced, a rejoin system, so it's not like Valorant where if you disconnect, you can just be back again in a later round. Um, yeah, you can't actually come back in once you've once you've pieced out. So,
0: hmm. maybe soon, hopefully, they'll add something in because that seems like a, a big thing, especially for for people like me who have. Sort of slightly dodgy internet, and could get disconnected and sure. feel extremely bad about having left a game. Um, it would be nice to be able to to rejoin. Um, yeah,
1: I think it's nice to have the blanket leave a penalty for now, just to be like, you know, to deter that kind of behaviour. But it it is the sort of thing that needs a little bit more nuance to it. I think further down the line, um, to not punish people who are accidentally um, sort of leaving or getting caught out by internet.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah, good stuff from uh the respawn folks.
1: Yeah, it is indeed. Yeah, I have got a lot of respect for for the things they they put in Apex um with all these changes and that it's, it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh next up on the news list, uh back into your wheelhouse, we've got Call of Duty Warzone, uh nerfing and changing lots of things. Cause they do this a lot, I feel. They they, <laughs> they constantly yeah. have little bits and pieces that they're like, no. Uh, so the first one I've got on my list is that Warzone's trucks are probably being nerfed. Can you, why, why is that? What's wrong with the trucks? What have they done?
0: So, so trucks, to give you some context, um, they are particularly strong in solos. If you drop in as a single player into Warzone, um, and that's because they've just got an extreme amount of health. Like it takes a lot of punishment. Uh, as in, it takes, you know, you have to deal a lot of damage to a truck to, to blow it up, basically. Yeah. And often in solos, you're not, you're probably not carrying around an RPG and like five grenades and like 10 airstrikes or whatever. So you're quite limited in your firepower and you can't really kind of fire tons and tons of rounds into a truck. And even if you did, you're going to give away a position, which isn't great. Mm. Um, also, trucks are trucks and that means they're mobile. And you can, get, you can get around the map like super easily. Uh, and people can't really shoot you through the windows. I mean, they can, but it's actually really difficult, um, which is quite a strange thing about these trucks. Like it's really hard yeah. to actually just, you know, get someone inside them. Um, also, there's a, a thing you can pick up in Warzone called a trophy system. And you can throw that on the back of vehicles. And what they do is stop... Um, explosive projectiles uh, sort of mid so if you throw a grenade at a trophy system it'll just like puff it into into nothing oh. um, so you can kind of put that on the back of your truck in solos, ride around and you're basically kind of like invulnerable you're just in your own little mobile home uh, just chilling <laughs> um, so what these solo games have basically or had uh, turned into were be- like uh, just Tons of people in the final circle just driving around in trucks. I guess just waiting for other people to make the first move. And the first move being getting out of your truck.
1: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> um, which is really bad. Uh, it's it's less of a problem in or was less of a problem in um in quads or trios or any sort of team mode, because, you know, you've got a group of people and sort of more firepower, so the trucks weren't quite as bad, but um, yeah, so uh, as of, I think it was last night, actually, they uh, they did actually nerf the trucks. They didn't sort of make them any uh, any weaker. They just changed the uh, number that spawn on the maps. So there should now be less trucks, basically. Oh, okay. Um, which I think works out quite nicely. It should mean that there aren't going to be 10 trucks driving around in the final circle. Um, and I guess as a solo player with less trucks and the fact that you've got less firepower, I don't know, it just sort of all balances out and it should make them less of a menace, basically.
1: Yeah. Vehicles in Battle Royale are a weird thing. I think Apex has done it quite well um, with their their vehicles coming out in like Season 7, I think, the Trident, and they're just like, they're like hover cars, but you can't, you don't get inside them, you kind of like sit on top of them, so you're quite vulnerable when you're driving around and they're very okay. few and far between, but I'm just looking at this, this Reddit video of this like convoy of trucks driving around in war zone.
0: <laughs> it's so <laughs> silly. Like,
1: why why is this allowed to exist?
0: It's so silly. Uh, yeah. I think Apex definitely gets it right um, where you are vulnerable when you're driving around. Yeah. Um, and I guess granted in other Vehicles in Warzone, you are a lot more exposed. Even in your jeep, it's easy to kind of get shot inside it. And there's like a there's an ATV where it's like you're basically sat outdoors on a skeleton kind of thing. Oh my god! Um, Whereas this is just really uh, like you're basically just invulnerable. It's it's kind of crazy. But hopefully now that that change has gone through, uh, we'll see less of this (laughs) this convoy of trucks driving around.
1: Yes, I feel like I feel like in a in a battle royale, it's kind of vehicles are a weird thing, right? So, do the trucks blow up or anything? Can you destroy them if you shoot them a bunch?
0: Yeah, if if you really you know um, hammer them with bullets, yeah. you can destroy them. But again, it's it's probably going to take a couple of reloads unless you've got a, a purpose built gun that yeah. deals extra vehicle damage and you've put that attachment on, which is really naff and no one does that <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, you can blow them up. Um, and those who kind of equip rocket launchers or whatever, you know, it's doable, but it's not ideal to have, have that in your inventory, like a rocket launcher or something, because, you know, you want your secondary weapon to be versatile as opposed yeah. to... Um, a big tube that has one single purpose um so yeah trucks okay. goodbye Fingers trucks crossed.
1: <laughs> Those are, that problem is alleviated yeah um and sort of stemming from the call of duty warzone changes we've got more changes uh they're fixing the blinding lens flare is what your headline says
0: yes um i don't think they've done that just yet i guess this is a a bigger, sort of more sweeping change that require some uh, some magic devs to work their <laughs> wizardry. Um, but basically, when uh, Verdansk uh, Warzone's map uh, was or nuked into the 1980s, uh, it made things a lot more colourful and, and vibrant, which is nice. It feels like a really nice map now, uh, atmosphere-wise. But what players noticed uh, was... That if you kind of look out of a window or a doorway, you often get really, really bad like lens flare. So like the sun, the sun's glare basically just in your eyes. And it's yeah. it's really aggressive. Like even I sort of noticed it and most things I don't <laughs> I don't notice, which is terrible. <laughs> but even this, I was like looking out of windows and stuff, and I just couldn't see anything sometimes. Um, and it's really inconsistent. Like some players will be able to see you whilst you can't see them and you're just getting blinded. Um, And it's, I don't know, it, it seems a bit too aggressive. So, uh, and lots of people have been complaining about it over on, you know, Reddit or Twitter Mm. or whatever. Um, and it was the lead, uh, VFX, uh, guy for Raven software, Reed Shingledecker, who, uh, responded, uh, to a tweet from Dixerto, um, who were basically saying like hey uh, this lens flare is bothering people and he was like happy to look and address any concerns Um, which sounds very promising yeah Um, and you know from the sounds of things they will because people don't like it and it's in their best interests to make the game liked (laughs) so
1: yeah absolutely I mean sort of that kind of you see that come from Dexerto which is another um, website but fan feedback like that can be really important for like little bits and pieces like that that I suppose the devs look over um or overlook rather uh like this happened lighting is a, I think a weird one because this happened in apex with muzzle flash um
0: oh, so like okay.
1: on a, a little while it was a little while ago now but um I think some of the guns still aren't great muzzle flash wise but they're a lot better than they used to be um I think it was the r99 specifically which is an smg uh that when you aim down sights and shot it you you basically just didn't see down your sights. Like it was just a complete <laughs> flash. Um, which sucked. And I think that changes for that came about because people were constantly like putting clips on on Reddit and being like, I can't see who I'm shooting. Please <laughs> help me. Uh, and so that got changed. So uh, lighting is a weird one in, in games. Because I think so often that it's made to look pretty or like realistic or, or cool And sometimes it's to the detriment of the actual gameplay
0: yeah that's right like i think here the argument was what you've just said like oh it, the, the map looks much nicer and i think they mm. were trying to improve visibility but i guess they kind of swung a bit too far and i think some players were like oh yeah but you know the sun is in a certain position in the sky. So therefore, you know, if you look out the window, then it's realistic. Cause like you're looking into the sun and stuff, but then this is kind of a competitive game or uh, I guess to some people, it's a casual game, but to some people it's a competitive games. So it's like, which audience do you serve? Because, I assume a lot of people don't want to monitor the sun's position when they're playing Call of Duty. (laughs) What do you mean? Um,
1: (laughs) Every time (laughs) I I looked into a game of Warzone, I map out the position of the sun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's interesting to see what they'll do here, uh, whether they'll kind of serve the competitive audience or not. Um, Because, yeah, it shouldn't be that one player... In my opinion, it shouldn't be that one player can see really well and you can't. Um, it should be that kind of everyone should be able to see everyone equally well and has a, an equal chance of of shooting each other.
1: For sure, yeah, I agree. Should be a level, um, level playing field, regardless of what sort of hardware you're playing on and and all that.
0: Exactly, and I guess it must be really tricky as a dev to kind of get that right. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. We'll see when this uh, when this change drops and hopefully cover it again at some point in the future and yeah. report back on whether I needed sunglasses or, <laughs> or not. So this week's theme is pinging because this is an ultimate audio bang light and we've decided to focus on a system in games that we like a lot and has helped us in terms of, I don't know, being lazy or if we're not feeling up to chatting in game or even when we're feeling quite communicative. So, um, yeah. How do you feel about pinging in games, Imogen? Do you reckon it's good? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I love it. Um, I think Apex was the first game that I played that had a a really robust pinging system. Um, and it kind of changed the way I play games and, and feel about playing games because, you know, being a, a woman in any sort of team chat in a competitive online shooter sucks ass actually so not having to and i know i never i don't typically put myself in voice chat like nowadays i play with a lot of friends so we tend to have a full stack when we go into games so i don't normally have to um to talk to people that i don't know anyway um but you know it can be really important um in competitive stuff uh so with apex's sort of ping system it was brilliant to be able to just yeah actually communicate without communicating you know like it's it's a good way of saying hey look there's some stuff over there you might want or really precisely being like hey there is an enemy literally on this spot that i am pointing to on the map <laughs> right now like that's great
0: and they made it super easy uh as well right like there's i think it was the radial system whatever they yeah. call it um and yeah they sort of didn't make it cumbersome i think which was a really good thing yeah
1: definitely i've got like um i've got a, a mouse which has got a few different buttons on the side so i've in games like Apex and Valorant, I have different pings set to those, so that if I need to quickly, I can be like, okay, that's the enemy one. There is someone there, or I can be like, hey, I'm watching this area over here. Or, yeah,
0: that's that's actually extremely pro of you. Is it? Yeah, I, I don't. I've not thought about that. I've only got two side mouse buttons, so maybe I need to make use of them because I don't really make use of them. Well, I've only
1: got three. I've got three side mouse buttons. One of them is my melee because I like like to be able to quickly like melee like that. Uh, and then two of them, I think, are for pings. Oh no, maybe three of them are for pings. Because I've got, I use the middle mouse, like the clicker as well.
0: Ah, oh God, that is very, very pro. I'm a pro. Well, it's pro gamer yeah, moves. This is, I, yeah, I guess this is an FPS podcast. And, you, know, it, you know, you're a pro. I am sort of semi-pro, uh, clearly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think with pinging, uh, obviously, uh, I um not a woman in games and therefore I don't experience the the horribleness that you have but I think for me at least uh I found it useful when when I was lazy and I just don't want to chat to people uh and I can kind of just ping stuff accurately and well and it kind of gets the job done um and Apex was brilliant for that uh and i like the way that other games have kind of just taken apex's pinging formula yeah. and just thrown it into their games um perhaps not with the same uh maybe not the same level of detail but they kind of get the job done um yeah i think warzone has uh well actually does it i'm just thinking about it now i don't know if warzone has that many good pings but you're able to kind of um at least live ping uh someone and by live ping i mean you can kind of dot someone uh and and as they move a little red dot will appear above their head for a bit and that kind of indicates hey there's an enemy over here and your character will kind of you know say that loudly oh
1: nice so if you see an enemy if you ping an enemy it actually like highlights them kind of like with that the dot. yeah
0: thing. yeah ah. so if you ping an enemy in war zone it'll highlight them with a little red dot for say i don't know two two seconds so it's not like totally broken but yeah, other, you know, your allies or whatever will be able to see that uh, and that's go, oh, okay, um, that's where they are. And you can do other really basic pings, like um, like a little yellow one, which will be like, I'm going over here now. Yeah. Um, but in, in Apex, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot more specific stuff. Like you can kind of even um, thank people yeah. <laughs> and things, which is excellent. Yeah,
1: Apex have kind of, they've added in a bunch of like voice lines and that for for dropping specific things and then saying thank you and then also saying you're welcome.
0: <laughs> yeah, the fact you could literally like press a button to say you're welcome. <laughs> it's like the most polite thing ever. But it's also just really nice when people do use a thank you thing and the you're welcome things or build some camaraderie.
1: Yeah, whenever I'm playing with randoms and I'll drop something uh, and like all the other way around, they'll drop something for me and I'll say thank you and they say you're welcome back. I always feel like I'm like, oh, we've made a connection like right there that's the, we've made a little connection from from just being so nice to each other
0: yeah yeah and I sort of wonder like whether that connection would have been built had I been in the voice chat probably not because yeah. I wouldn't have used that thank you thingy or I might I could I could have maybe said thank you in the chat but they might not have replied to anything I don't know so um yeah it's I like, think... It, it's not right. a lot of
1: effort is it just to to tap the whatever button it is it comes up to say to say thank you but like it, but it feels like a lot of effort when you're on the receiving end. You're like, "Wow, they've moved their finger all the way over to the J button <laughs> to say you're welcome." <laughs> so nice.
0: Yeah, I I think more games should add pinging. I think it's um a really good thing. I think that, does Valorant have pings?
1: Yeah, I- Valorant's got a, a pretty good pinging system. Um, it's sort of sim- similar to Apex's where it's like mm. ping an enemy or ping an, a location or say, "Hey, plant the spike," or hey I'm going to C or I'm going to A or yeah yeah, there's there's got a lot in Valorant I think because Valorant is such a I think more so than Apex and and Warzone it's a really really coordinated team game so without a robust pinging system it just kind of wouldn't work unless everybody was in a voice chat Um, but even when I'm in voice chat with people I think using the pings is so useful for like I think I mentioned it before but saying exactly where an enemy is or mentioning like exactly where you've seen someone or we even use it for after you've planted the the bomb or the, the spike in Valorant. Um, if somebody like backs off, you can ping exactly where the spike is. So if somebody goes to defuse it, your teammates know where to shoot kind of thing. Um, oh,
0: that's clever. So it's,
1: yeah. So there's kind of some interesting ways you can use it in Valorant.
0: Because uh, I like weirdly in Valorant, I don't really use the pinging system a lot. Mm. Um, I kind of just speak in voice chat i kind of use the push to talk thing and be like hey they're they're in this corner very briefly i kind of don't really do any niceties i kind of just make call outs and hope no one is mean to me (laughs) (laughs) um but so yeah it sort of feels like maybe at least for me the pinging system is a little bit buried away in valorant but it probably isn't it's probably just me kind of not using it even though it's it's there I think
1: um, I just, I've, I'm so adapted to using it in Apex, I think that I just have started doing it like, yeah, a fuck ton in Valorant. I, I just, I suppose it's, I don't know, I don't know all the call outs and stuff as well. Like I'm not very good at learning the names of places. So right, okay. if, if I'm dead and I've been killed somewhere and I'm like, oh God, I don't know how to tell my team I've been killed here. You can just whack open the mini map and, and ping somewhere and be like, oh, uh, they're in this bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think like, <laughs> I think, like weirdly, I, I, I just thought that the pinging system Valorant would not be that great because... My callouts in voice would be just way more specific, or like there's very specific callouts in Valorant, yeah. and I don't know. It like d- I think I'm just being silly. I should just use the ping system more because it's clearly it will just mark a place on the map instead of me trying to come up with a name for somewhere <laughs> like stairs or lose or something.
1: I mean, both works, right? Like saying yeah. it in voice and also like giving that information via the minimap in a ping is they both go well together. Like if, if somebody doesn't know the call out that you're, you're trying to say, then you can be like, hey, it's here. Um, or if you've said somewhere and maybe someone's moved a little bit and you can try to be like, oh, actually, they're exactly in this location. Like this was the exact place I saw them. Mm.
0: Um, I, so I quite like kind of- the way you used it as, a, as marking a place for where they've planted the bombs so you can kind of make life easier for your teammates. That's like yeah. a, a clever way of using the ping system.
1: Yeah, it's 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 ideal because there's so many abilities in Valorant that um you can kind of use post plant to get people off of the bomb if they're trying to defuse. So, um, Sova, the the character with a bow and arrow, um, he basically gets like a big. I guess it kind of is like Hanzo's ult from Overwatch. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's it like is. like a big. I don't even know how to describe it. Like zoomy shot that goes through walls.
0: Yeah, sort um, of like a laser beamy kind, kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah.
1: And so if somebody's on the bomb and uh. You can hear that being diffused, but you don't know exactly where it is. If your teammate pings it, he can just stand literally behind a wall somewhere, completely out of the way, just fire his ult it, and kill the person who's on the bomb. So it's, yeah, a really handy way of just marking things like that.
0: I mean, I'm going to gonna try and use it now more often. <laughs> um, although we were saying about Overwatch having, uh, well, Overwatch 2, sorry, having a, a, a new pinging system, right?
1: Yeah, I, so I we mentioned know, that.
0: How how do you feel about that?
1: It's I think Overwatch needs a ping system. Whenever I've played a bunch of Valorant or Apex, and then I go into Overwatch, I constantly mash the buttons I know I have set as my ping buttons
0: because
1: <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's an enemy here, and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> like this doesn't actually do anything in this game. Um, so like, it would be helpful, however. Uh, yeah, I do have concerns about how fast-paced Overwatch is compared to the other games. Um I mean Apex is fast-paced, but you have fewer people on a team. Um, but whereas Overwatch will be six or oh, well, five 5v5, five, um, that's a lot of people with the ability to ping things at the same time. Um and yeah. it's not so I just feel like, yeah, so much happens in Overwatch so quickly. It's a very fast game. I'm I'm I don't know how they're gonna make a ping system. That just doesn't completely fill the screen with spam.
0: Yeah. Cause I'm just thinking about those just manic team fights where yeah. abilities are just going off and people are literally just like hopping around, divas like flying around. Um, and and most most of the time like people aren't in one spot for like more than a millisecond. Like they're always just, yeah. just everywhere at once. So I just don't I don't know. Like I don't know if I see the benefit in being able to to like ping that someone's in this location when they're probably not going to be like the moment I ping it um, or like that they're using a certain ability. Obviously these, you know, these aren't confirmed pings, but I'm just sort of thinking about how they could maybe. And um, it's, it's a really tricky one. I guess like, Hey, this robot that's pushing this point is over on this part of the map or something. I'm just yeah. worried that it's going to be very simple and the game is actually a lot, it, is going to almost overwhelm the ping system. It's yes. not going to be able to kind of keep up with the pace of it. Um, so I guess yeah, it it depends on how they implement it. Uh, and at the moment, I haven't got a clue how it's gonna. It's gonna have to be so fast like this just a radial menu at light speed or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it would be useful for, like, maybe if they made it so you couldn't spam it. Um, so, you know, if you're being flanked by a tracer, you haven't got someone just mashing that there's an enemy behind you or something. Cause like, all right, we get it. There's a tracer on you. We're coming like, just hang on a sec. Yeah. But like, it would be better, I think for, you know, pointing out where a sniper might be positioned or like a turret or something. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's I I have no ideas of how they can make it like really work without it just being a bit much, you know?
0: Yeah. You sort of wonder maybe if they'll they could do a war zone where you could almost live ping an enemy and it kind of highlights them for a little bit potentially. Yeah. So when they are moving uh, around loads and, and doing all sorts of shit like grappling hooking around and stuff, that you can kind of maybe see them for a little bit. Um, again though, it's it's like hard to hard to balance. And I think with Overwatch, the audio design is so good with that game that yes, I sort of wonder actually maybe if if they'll kind of combine the two or something where the characters always kind of call out stuff, don't they? Or you kind of know where someone is if they're firing off an ultimate because you you recognise the voice line. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wonder if weirdly the pinging system will kind of be integrated a little bit into that where your character will almost auto-point out things by saying stuff. Um, which yeah. could be kind of interesting. That's a good point. They
1: could make almost like Highlightable objects and, and areas and stuff, maybe that, um, to, to make it easier so you're not just pinging in a random spot and your character saying something generic, but you're pinging a certain area, um, to give your team a bit of info about something very specific.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's gonna be in- intriguing. This, yeah, um, I
1: think it needs it. I would love Overwatch to have a pinging system because it's. It is a game I don't like to talk in team chat with because it's just, I don't know what it is about. It's actually, Valorant is probably worse, but <laughs> people are just so mean. Like, come on, man, it's a game.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I have, obviously I have no experience in this, but I'm surprised. I just thought Overwatch would be, actually, no, I'm not surprised. But <laughs> <laughs> like I was going to say I thought Overwatch would be quite a nice community, but. You know, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, actually, I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not so sure. Um,
1: it was worse when I used to play it on PlayStation, like because really, on, on yeah, cause, well, because on PC, people will maybe have a bitch at you in voice chat, but on PlayStation, if people can't talk to you in voice chat, they can't type in like text chat either, obviously. But they will just send you a message like an hour after your game is over. Be like what? Oh, you're a fucking loser, and it's like, why? Have you spent time to go into the really difficult messaging system on a PlayStation and, like, meticulously type out this stupid message?
0: That's actually ridiculous. Yeah. Like, uh, people continue to uh, sort of surprise and revolt me. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not the listeners of this podcast. You don't, you know. No. Never. Yeah, just those people who actually take the time to send horrible messages to people. Like about how a video boring game. We're, we're playing a game. We're yeah. playing a game where like I'm playing as Roadhog. <laughs> like <laughs> who, who cares, man? So on to names. This is a bit one of, one of us presents three names from the game they've been playing in order to shock and surprise the other. Often it will reveal certain dark or light sides to uh, the human beings they've been playing against. Um, But this time, because it's the ultimate audio bang light, uh, we've got something a little bit different for you. Uh, Imogen, could you explain more?
1: Uh, Yeah, I can. So this week, because we've not really had a lot of time in between the last podcast and this one, uh, and Ed hasn't really had a chance to play any games with with some people to, to kind of find some weird names. So... This week I'm just going to I'm going to share with you uh, my clan or club name um in Apex Legends and just just to get your thoughts. It's really dumb and I feel like I have built this up now to be more exciting than it is because it's a really stupid story but I always find it funny. So Okay, uh, I'm, I'm so, ready. Ed, my Apex clan name is Immy's Knees.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh I, I don't know what I expected, but that was not that was not it. Um I, the immy's bit I can I can deduce as being sort of part of your name? Is that yeah. this the start? Okay, so I've got that yeah. bit. Imies, but then the knees bit, that that's really throwing me off. Mm-hmm. Um I I, <laughs> I I want to know why why the focus on on knees uh, specifically. <laughs> like, did you did you knee your monitor whilst you got angry at a game?
1: I did not. It's so much more obscure and random than that. Uh, it stems back from uh, university. Uh, a game of Jackbox. Um, if you you played the game, if you played the game TKO. The the T shirt. One you've um, a lot of Jackbox I
0: don't think you know what I don't think I've ever played Jackbox have
1: you not? no um. I, I, I,
0: I've never played it um, so you know the,
1: the premise of Jackbox they're like party games right? yes um, yeah yeah so there's one called TKO where you have to draw it's a competition um, it's like a drawing competition you, you've got to make a t-shirt so um, in different rounds you'll, um, you'll do some little drawings that will that all be mixed up and everybody who's playing can then choose which drawing they want on their t-shirt uh, and you also need a catchphrase. So you'll have, there's a section where they give you 30 seconds to just type in as many like random things, um, as you possibly can into this, uh, little catchphrase thing. Um, and one of my friends at university, uh, decided to go through, um, our entire house's body parts. So there was like, right. uh, my elbows, my knuckles, my knees, everything was on there. It was all Immy's something, Immy's legs, Immy's arms, uh, Immy's knees got stuck on one of these t-shirts, became a massive inside joke. And uh, we hadn't really talked about it for like a couple of years. And then when the Apex club sing came around, he uh, named it that. And our like little club tag is knee, spelled K-N-3-3. Uh, <laughs> and when we win Apex Legends matches, it says Immy's knees are the champions. So, you know, I love it.
0: <laughs> the in joke has like resurfaced. It I really love has. this. Emmy's knees, all of the all of the body parts. Um, what why did you go through all of the body parts? I don't know. I mean, it wasn't
1: me, it was my friend. It was it your was, friend. Was, I have so yeah, many uh, questions
0: for your friend. Like,
1: yeah. He's, you know, it's it's one of those weird uni nights where all you you and your housemates are drunk and you're just making shit jokes and uh and that happens. It's it's really not as deep a story as, as I would I'd love it to be, but I just I just Every time we win a match and it says, Imi's Knees are the Champions, I, it just makes me smile. It just makes me laugh.
0: Yeah, I look it's down of, at my
1: knees and I'm like, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. <were. laughs>
0: <laughs> Get on your knees. <laughs> I sort of, uh, for some reason, I feel like you need your own Imi's Knees like merch line.
1: I need it, yeah. Oh,
0: God. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that could be like on the, you know, your little catchphrase or mm-hmm. something, or the, or the slogan for it. Uh, but I sort of just imagine your, your face, and then sort of overlapping with a knee. Uh, it's the most horrible image, <laughs> but that's sort of what I imagine. The just logo my face would on be. a knee, just like yeah. a wrinkled image in face <laughs> 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 as a knee.
1: Oh no, I don't know if I like that anymore. Yeah, I know it's kind of
0: horrifying. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I also like the way actually that your clan tag isn't just like K-N-E-E, it's like the threes because that's like acting as the E's because that's a lot more elite gamer. Elite gamer, absolutely. Does it kind of resurface outside of Apex Legends? Is it kind of now mainly just just a thing that happens in your Apex Legends club?
1: It's on it's on Jackbox game I think it will occasionally come out. But, I mean, it's, it's been a while since I've sort of, you know, gotten together all those UniPals, you know. It's been, it's been a long, long pandemic year and a half. As uh, of,
0: I dread to think what will happen when you all next get together. Oh, and God, can you imagine? We go through Imogen's body parts once again <laughs> and, we, and we select another body part to focus on. Immy's um, eyebrows. Imi's eyebrows, the new clan. <laughs> god i feel like maybe i should do this with my friends and select a you know a strange like an elbow or something
1: yes absolutely you've always got to name things so that so as you know in apex it says this is the champions you've got names so it's, so it's a very funny thing what could be the champions it's like when people do like pokemon games and they name themselves like i never there's like i never caught a pikachu
0: <laughs> but imogen's knees are powerful yeah i yeah it's just So oddly specific. I'm sort of again kinda kinda shaken by it, to be honest. (laughs) Another time where you've just shaken me. This is only the second time we podcasted together and I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. And (laughs) and to be honest about you, Imogen, right now.
1: (laughs) We're learning. You're learning so much. You're learning so much.
0: (laughs) So thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Ultimate Audio Bang. If you want to make sure you never miss an episode, then be sure to subscribe via your podcasting platform of choice. There are also a number of other ways you can support the show. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, RPS is at RockPaperShot. I am at FromEdward and Imogen is at Beck. If you want to chat to some lovely people as well, you can go join the RPS Discord at discord.gg rockpapershotgun. And also, you can get some very nice clothes in the form of RPS shirts and hoodies. Uh, You can just head over to our official Teespring store to see what threads are selling and whether you'd like to purchase any. And for all your PC gaming needs, make sure you head on over to rockpapershotgun.com. So that's it from the both of us. We'll see you later.
1: Bye.
0: Bye.